Hey everybody, welcome back to the Daily Anime Podcast. It's me, Jefferson, on today, the first day of the new year, recording at about 11.30. Um, I'm going to talk about my top five anime of 2015. Now, I don't think that I've ever done a top X amount of thing ever, but you know, why not give it a try? People like these. Um, for some reason, people get credit for it. But I absent this list, and I'm going to exclude um, the greatest anime ever, uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes. And um, I will just be talking about other shows and movies that I've seen in 2015. But I guess before then, I guess when I, you know, because everyone's saying their goals for the year. I have a couple of goals. Um, one, I plan on reading a book every week. Now, some of these weeks are going to be pretty busy, so I'm going to include light novels on that list. And um, given that Derwin Mack, the dude who wrote Shrine of Siren Stone, has written other right-wing weeaboo novels, you'll probably be seeing more of those. Um, I just find it hilarious and so you know even though this is an anime podcast um there will probably be some book reviews coming along um another well along a similar line and a lot of you motivated by the the reading is more the second goal is that is i just want to write a book and um you know to write something great you actually have to read great things or you just have to read, uh, and that's where a lot of where I am trying to figure out how people write and trying to figure out styles. I never quite figured that out in um, high school or college how to write in someone else's style because I just write, and I mean, sure, my style varies at some points, but I've always just kind of felt like there's some sort of voice within, uh, some force, probably more like it just pushing words out uh whether i'm just talking or whether i am writing and i don't distinguish between the two very well uh but you know that's its own thing and i suppose the last one that is relevant to y'all uh i guess that second that last one wasn't too relevant but the last one that's relevant to y'all is that i am going to try and stay resolved and putting out at least three episodes a week. Uh, now, naturally, some weeks are probably I'm probably gonna miss an episode or two because uh, of tournament schedules. This first week of January is gonna be a little rough, um, but you know that's an issue of planning and trying to put out backlogs. And why I'm recording at like 11:30 on New Year's Eve, uh, but yeah, and so. I guess without further ado, it's time for my top five anime uh, 2015. From the spring season, Sound Euphonium. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, what's Jefferson doing watching this show that literally only exists because of cute girls? Isn't he like... 
a devotee to Satoshi Khan who criticized the industry for only being about that cute girl life and not being about that expansive narrative and questioning and interrogating the form of the medium that it's in, you know, and all that like super awesome RC surrealist nonsense. Um, well, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes you just got to go for the Kyo Annie. Uh, we're going to watch some cute sentimental anime about girls in high school band trying to deal with their aspirations and trying to form a competitive organization where they have to cooperate with people who may or may not be competitive. Um, and that is to me, uh, interesting to watch and not only interesting, but it's also super sentimental. And if you know anything about anime and anything about me, you'll know that I'm a super sentimental person. So this touched all the right buttons it it's got the gay it's got the music come on it's got the music it's got Dwarok's ninth okay that is anime's favorite song is great and and you know it's got like the humor it's got like a girl who calls her tuba tuba cabra how are you gonna look at me in the face and say jefferson you can't like the show it's got tuba cabra okay and it's got dumb high school melodrama stuff that I love so much. And, you know, it was like, who's pairing with who? You know, it's just like, that's actually kind of fun, you know? So, me getting off my high horse, watching a simple, fluffy Kyoto animation show. Um, and that's why it's my number five. So, on to my number four. It is from the winter season that just finished up a week ago. One Punch Man. Now, I I know what you're saying. I know what you're thinking to myself. It's a madhouse show. It looks wonderful. They got some good production values in there. What's it doing at number four? Right? What's it doing at number four? Well, you'll, you'll see the rest when you see them. But, you know, um... Basically, when this came out, everyone was saying, wow, anime is saved. We have a super comedic superhero story where the protagonist is the Superman of Supermen. And because of that, because he is the world's strongest man, he has like the ennui of no longer having any more challenges and no longer really looking forward to anything and being just a mundane dude who treats being a superhero as his hobby and because of that when he encounters people uh, enemies and allies who try really hard it's just really funny to watch them just like be like totally beaten by the fact that he can just take out anything in one punch and you know it really is a beautiful show it's not every level and it's a lot of fun I think that perhaps the thing that most excited me about One Punch Man is not that they had Jam Project doing the opening theme, is not that the premise is for the most part ridiculous in that you'd probably never see anything like this before. Well, except that we sort of did with Astro Fighter Sunred, but I think probably what most excited me about the show was the fact that 
the people who introduced me to it and by introduced actually sat me down and watched it was a bunch of debaters and you know i mean debaters are hella nerdy so it's it's not weird to me that they'd be watching anime or whatever but it's just kind of like i'm i'm sitting back here thinking it's just kind of like y'all are some pretty smart people and y'all are like the best debaters in the nation and you want to watch anime with me that's pretty cool yeah yeah we can enjoy one punch man together and that's how i watch one punch man it's a good show it's got you know the awesome music it's got you know everything looking beautiful for it but you know it's just too much fun that's why it's the number four okay hailing from 1973 my third favorite anime of 2015 is nobody's boy remy or ienakiko now i know this is the point where you're thinking to yourself yes this is the jefferson we know this is the daily anime podcast because what better embodies everything that this show is about than a story about a boy who realizes that he is a foundling and then gets sold to a traveling performer by this cruel man who claimed to be his father at first but then only cared about the money and succumbed to alcoholism and then he lived a life of hardship and watched all his friends die and then made some new friends and then you know grew up to be a pretty cool dude after journeying through France and living a really hard life so and you know I basically like gave the whole story away and it's based off like this old French novel and you know what damn it took me like four years to watch this I I it's just an incredibly difficult show to watch however I won't say that it is because the animation looks dated or because of the extensive use of limited animation I actually think that Osamu Dezaki and the crew's work in terms of making the landscapes dynamic even though you could probably tell after like a quick marathon that all the landscapes are for the most part the same but because the sh- the backgrounds shift um and because of the extensive use of Dezaki's melodramatic things like postcard memories and um excellent use of music and powerful directing this show is actually fairly pleasant in ter- um in terms of watchability as a product however because this show it does not really pull any punches and it is just like suffering um and anxiety and not and living through poverty and not knowing when your next meal is it's just it's hard to watch um it's a challenge and i loved every minute of it well not that's a lie i didn't love every minute of it because a lot of it was really hard to watch and you know i feel the payoff at the end was definitely worth the the trudging through and it's pretty cool cute little show 
And it's unfortunate that, like, I think, like, me and, like, Gerald from the Daily Anime Podcast are, like, the only people who've ever, like, talked about uh, Nobody's Boy Remy. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple people here and there, but um, it's one of those niche things that got licensed years ago by this uh, company called Imagination that, if they still exist, they don't hold the license to it anymore and I think maybe someone else picked up the license a while ago but um it's like a 50 episode tv show and it's like 50 episodes of suffering (laughs) and it's beautiful it definitely earns its spot at number three in the best anime of 2015 okay coming in at number two it's gonna have to be Studio Ghibli's last film from 2014, uh, Omoide no Marnie, or When Marnie Was There. Now, you know, here's another anime based off an old novel with the same title, um, and you're probably thinking to yourself, hmm, here's a Ghibli film, who made it? Guess what? It's not Isao Takahata, and it's not... Hayao Miyazaki, it's Hiromasi uh, Yonabayashi, and Yonabayashi is one of the young blood. He made Secret World Arietti, and I think he may have done something else too. But now, I will grant you that you had some old guard producers like Toshio Suzuki and whatever, uh, you know, doing their thing in the background. But you know what? I wonder what is Yonabayashi gonna do, cause. This movie is a considerable step up from the secret world of Arietti. Now, I enjoyed Arietti as, like, one of those small, I mean, literally small, like, Ghibli stories where it's, like, there's a magical element that takes place in an otherwise kind of mundane setting. Um, But the actual, I guess, to a certain degree, that this story is a lot more fantastical. Um, But the fantasy in Yonobayashi's films is different from like say Nausicaa or um Princess Mononoke (laughs) yeah that's the other one I was thinking of um and it's more I guess to a certain degree like subdued mysterious thing that you just kind of tease out from your environment and the story is about this young tortured artist I guess you could say tortured but probably more like a yeah to a certain degree a social loner who has recognized that they are adopted and they feel a way about that and then for the summer they go out to their auntie aunt's place in the countryside and they chill in the swamp and then they meet a ghost in like time travel and is great it's just great and I loved it I I watched it with a friend of mine at an art museum that was the first time I ever watched a movie at the art museum and it was a pretty great event and I was just like wow I really enjoy looking at the reflection of the stars twinkling in the water and it was just like pretty great experience overall 
and I really love this movie, and uh, I don't mind it. You know, it's got the sentiment. It's like Ghibli's last hurrah, and you know, it's a touching story. You know, whatever. It's beautiful. And so, now, for the number one anime of 2015. I don't know how many years in a row that it's won number one anime of 2015. It's definitely going to have to be Paprika. That That's it. That, that I mean, you know, it's just like when you go to a game award and you're just like, wow, you know, game of the year. It's definitely Astro Royal Mega Factor for I don't know how many years in a row. And that's what Paprika is to me. It influenced so much of just how I think. Not even just as like a film person, but just as like as a person. Like when Deleuze was saying that film is like the new membrane in the human brain. Like Paprika is like an extension of that. And like a super extension of that. It shows us what film can be. Like everything that makes Satoshi Khan in his directing style like amazing and him stand out as probably like one of the best directors um ever um that I've ever seen is just that like whoa it's like that hyper energetic editing um extensive use of match on action um playing with subjective and objective wherein you enter a scene and you think that it's an establishing shot but it turns out it's that it was actually a pov shot the whole time and and it's just like yes okay i'm a weirdo and i watched this again the other day and i was just like I remember why I've seen this movie so many times. I've probably seen it like more than 13 times. And every time I watch it, I feel like I come out with something new. I've reviewed this this movie like ages ago, back when we were not the Daily Anime Podcast. And we were doing our own other thing. And I was in high school and I was like, I've seen this movie nine times. And now <laughs> I've, I've significantly reduced my paprika watching since then. But this movie is amazing and probably because i spent like the whole day just reading about fanon and thinking about oedipus and like diving in to (laughs) no amount of necessary readings into psychoanalysis as like a form of um sociogen (laughs) sociogenetic study and like because I did all that work, it just felt so much more rewarding to me. And, you know, whatever. I just, like, name-dropped, like, all these people, like, Deleuze and Fanon and all that shit. But you know what? This this movie, like, for Satoshi Khan's last movie, it's just like, wow, I'm incredibly sad. Um, but at the same point, it's like, homie, you went out on a bang like damn like damn all right and it's just like i really like in the commentary um director's commentary on the dvd that sony put out 
it, he was just like, wow, you know, I bet a bunch of people are going to write, like, terrible college theses <laughs> over this ending. And I was, like, so tempted to do that. But I was just kind of like, he called me out. He did it. You know? You know, you can just you can just do it. I dare you. Call me out. And he did. And I, I, I'm, I didn't do it. But I should have because... There, there's so many ways in which you can think about that ending and like there's so many ways in which you can think about these characters and it's just like the more I think about it like the less sentimental this film becomes like yeah there's like one like really sweet moments um in there but other than that one really sweet moment it's just like a collection of an explosion of the world of the night overwhelming the world of the living where by the conceit that we think that we have some form of control over the universe is just like gone (laughs) and you know just giving in to this sort of carnival-esque beautiful destructive world and it's like I love Satoshi Khan like so much and his this film is just so much of him you know how like every like all of his movies um it feels like the city is either on the verge of destruction or it's been destroyed um millennium actress we see the city get raged uh, raved in not only like war like the you know feudal wars but cities also get raised in world war ii in uh tokyo godfathers even though the city is never on like never like destroyed destroyed the destructive energy of modern life is everywhere present and it's just like chaotic and in paranoia agent this city gets destroyed in perfect blue i actually don't know i don't actually remember perfect blue too well because i've only seen that once or twice you know it's not like every other Satoshi Khan film where i've seen it at least like five times <laughs> whatever <laughs> okay i do need do should watch that again but i don't remember things exactly being stable and there that there's that line at the end that always just like gets me it's just like it's like truth that came from fiction and so it's just that line between like truth and fiction and everything you know this just might as well be like the Satoshi Khan appreciation podcast where Satoshi Khan would come back and just be like Jefferson why are you straying from the way why are you straying from the good way of actually creative film of things with an engaging story things that engage you on all these types of other levels and why you giving in to sound euphonium and the like seduction of that you just like one of those animators who just wants to draw cute girls and robots and i'll just be like yeah you're you're right except i'm not an animator yet (laughs) ah good to hear those fireworks going off um and I guess I should probably actually come to some sort of stopping point. Uh, I don't consider this a formal review. And probably as more sound euphonium comes out, um, 
and maybe I would like to on another episode do a collaboration and talk about One Punch Man where everybody can just like fan out and just like express their love for this and I would eventually love to do like a like a legit like time for Nobody's Boy Remy but I've just never it's just never felt right for me to just sit there and just be like I finally finished Nobody's Boy Remy <laughs> at some point I know that's gonna out it's gonna be how I start out the episode and when Marnie was there that should also deserve its own episode but um I don't know it's been a minute since I've seen it but um I would probably like to see that again and that will probably also be something that I'd love to do a collaboration with um and as for Paprika, you know, I, I just kind of feel like I need to review Paprika at least like once a year and just be like, this is the greatest movie ever. Here is the new thing that I walked away from it. Um, here are like all my potential readings of this film. <laughs> I'd love to do that. Uh, but I think that I should probably collect myself because um, whereas Paprika is always about like psychotherapy or just sort of repairing sort of split psyche because that's that's one way in which you can read what kind of happens at the end and the reconstitution of the subject well or is it i don't know that that see see even like that i'm just like splitting out words that may or may not make any sense so i i actually should probably calm down um these make sense to me they don't make sense to other people this is getting too esoteric, and it means I should stop. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening. Uh, this should be up, maybe up in the next few hours, but you know, Happy New Year's. Um, hit us up, you know, Daily Anime Podcast at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at, at Daily Anime Pod. Hit us up on the website, dailyanimepodcast.com. You know, uh, is me, Jefferson. Signing out. I'm gonna be an even better podcaster this year, you know. You know, we just gotta gotta make this better. Goodbye and good night. Money never build no mountain. Children help themselves believe. Money never build no sunshine.